What's up, RSL Nation? It's your boys Adele and uh, the Baker with another post-match quickie. That was the most excitement I've had tonight, right there <laughs> in those last ten seconds. I want to learn. Seconds. I want to learn how to say post-match quickie in French. En français, s'il vous plaît. I mean, let's make it happen. Post-match quickie. I don't. I don't think that was it. I don't think that was it. What a terrible game. Isolation. We just got back from Minnesota at Real Salt Lake. Shout out to Minnesota United traveling fans. That was surprising. I was very surprised by that. wasn't There were there wasn't a big section, like maybe fifteen to twenty. I think realistically. Up. Uh, yeah. No more. Yeah. Teens. High teens. Yeah. On a good day. Mm-hmm. Maybe there were a bunch in the back. They loud. See. They were loud. They were they were decent. They were loud. They it doesn't matter if it was like eighteen, but showed up. I mean, it's a it's it's a trip. They made themselves known. Unlike anyone on the actual damn pitch. I I mean honestly the 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 only like just just as a as a soccer fan. Objectively speaking. Right, as as just as a as a connoisseur of this sport. The only like saving grace of that ninety minute performance was the Savarino to M Silva and then just the pleasure of watching Quintero play. Well, Savarino in general, he had... Here's what I didn't notice. I'll be, uh, I'll be honest. I'm ashamed that I never noticed the quality of crosses Savarino puts into the box. Oh, like... Honestly, at, at, at times, I consider him a better playmaker than Albert Ruschnick. Okay. Mm-hmm. Why don't we get into Albert Ruschnick? Let's not unpack that quite yet. I want to tell you a story. Tell me a story. It's not really a post-match quickie story, but I feel like I need to tell it. Go ahead. I like to have a beverage at the game from time to time. Yep. What this usually means that somewhere around the end of the game, mm-hmm. before I leave the stadium, I like to go and uh, you know visit the men's room. Yeah. Mind my own business. The leaker, if you will. Don't call it that, though. Uh, RSL Nation, if you're under 16, please just... Just skip forward like two minutes. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. So I've got my stuff in my hands, right? I'm minding my own business. I'm not really looking for conversation. I'm not looking for eye contact with anyone. Okay. Dudes tell me about the inconsistency of RSL. I'm like, you know what? Normally, under normal circumstances, I would think it was weird talking to another grown-ass man while I'm leaking. But I'm talking about inconsistencies. Yeah, but like, all right, this seems like a good time to bring up the fact that RSL is extremely inconsistent. I was like, okay, that's appropriate. That's appropriate. That this this is a good time to get into that. The inconsistencies. Yeah. The Never. inconsistencies at the men's bathroom. And the boys on the pitch. Never know what RSL you're gonna get. So that happened. I thought I'd share. Eh? Bring it up. Shout out to dude who likes to have conversations at the urinals. I mean, look. Sometimes it'd be like that. Sometimes, look, this is one of those games where you walk out and you're like, all right, we just tied. Mm-hmm. Am I supposed to be happy? Definitely or not. Or sad? Or upset? It's not, I mean, look, if we win or lose, I know exactly what my emotion is supposed to be. But a tie like this, and 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 to be clear, it's not the fact that we tied; it's the manner in which we tied. 
We honestly, played horrible. Honestly, this I think it was if, probably one of the most boring games of footy we have played all year. Right, for sure. I, I mean, uh, strictly speaking, aesthetically very displeasing soccer. Um, but but I I would like to believe. All right, let's be honest. If had we somehow you know some horrible BS call or something, and all of a sudden two one eighty eighth minute and we win this thing, um, I'd be relieved. But I would also like to think that I have enough, like, you know, emotional intelligence to be like, man, that was an awful game. We don't deserve that. Because, like, let, let's be honest, I, I think even the point is kind of a kind of a stretch. We did not play well. No. We did not play well. We um, gave up a goal. I'm not sure. I mean, it's a corner. It's a... All sorts of gymnastics happening in the air. You talking on their goal? Yeah, their yeah, goal. Yeah, it was like it was like a corner, I think, if I remember correctly, and then like the guy gets, I think, a leg or a head to it, and then it makes its way to Cantero, uh, who just buries it in the corner. Yeah, um, Romando ain't getting to that. No, Romando ain't getting to that. Let's get to Romando real quick. Yes, sure. Unusually shaky. Tonight, questionable decision making. I agree. He had a couple of decent saves. Yeah, he had one very good save. After something, you know, after um, a play where he gave it up. So had he not given it up, it wouldn't have. It should that shouldn't have been. Yeah, you're talking about the thing where he kind of had to like, like he was like halfway out, halfway in, kind of yes. scramble and get yeah. the ball out. Yeah, I remember that. So that happened and. I'm I'm always used to Nick Romando not being a thing. Nick Romando was not very stable or solid tonight. But then again, doesn't didn't seem to me like anyone was. Honestly, here's the thing. I think we had some defensive troubles, but defense was way better today than our offense. Yeah, often offensively lethargic. That's the word that comes to mind. I tend not to use SAT words casually, but there's one. Offensively. I think Savarino played really well. Mm-hmm. And I think he, he is a shocker. I think offensively after Plata came on, he played really well. Yeah, I mean I mean like That's probably the, the one of the good takeaways. Yeah, for sure. Like oh, yeah, turns out Plata's really 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 good at this whole soccer thing. Still, like fun fact. Um if if there was a a like a, a saving grace to all of this, it's that maybe some of Plata's value went up. Yeah. So if they are serious about getting rid of him. I'm looking at the a box score. Mm-hmm. The stats. I'm looking at the stats. It says here. The possession number is blowing my mind. Well, what's blowing my mind is the missed chances. Minnesota, zero missed chances. RSL, one missed chance. What was that one missed, really missed chance? I don't know how they define missed chance. Right. Um... It does not make a lot of sense. What 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 chance did we miss? I mean, the mirror kind of put yeah, the ball. Yeah, there was there was a the few goal. a few touches where I think the mirror was just left or just right of goal. Yeah. All right, let's get into this. So I but think nothing that like resonates. I think Plata coming on did well. Which oh, is phenomenal! Probably the first time this year. Yeah. Do you remember the last time he came on? And looked like he cared. Also, I think. 
it might have helped that he got a nice ovation. He did. When he came on. And there was some P-L-A-T-A chant, at least in 35. 35 stepped up. And um, other than that... Can I explore that a little bit? Yes, please do. I, I think Section 35 recognized that there there is a non-zero chance that that was our chance to say goodbye to Plata. I know, we keep saying that for a year now, though. We do, but also summer transfers here. Like, by all accounts, uh, he he is supposed to be in Mexico right now, and the only reason he's not is a piece of paper did not get signed by the team that he was supposed to be at. Plata to Mexico. There it is. People are asking for that. <laughs> all right, so let's. Uh, all right, that that was pretty good. Let's let's try to keep it a quickie though. Mm-hmm. So Plata coming on good, um, Lennon on the right. It's gonna cause some controversy. Why? Because I think you were saying that he's not bad defensively. I think he's not bad defensively. Yes. I think he's mediocre defensively. He's not better than Herrera. Defensively, right? Herrera is way better defensively. Come That's on, what man. I said. Yeah, he's not better than Herrera. Right. Okay, they said he is better. <laughs> no. So he's mediocre defensively. We agree. Yeah. And he's worse offensively. So how is he good then? He's he's a decent stand-in. No. I, I'm i I'm of the opinion that if RSL is serious about silverware and just like team position, we need a TAM slash GAM level fullback. Preferably at left back. Preferably. Because I think, I think Herrera is serviceable on the right. When he isn't, you know, yellow card accumulation suspension. I think her is very good on the right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean by serviceable. Like, not a weak spot. Like, I actually, an asset to the team at yes. right back. Mm-hmm. Uh, at left back, he's a disaster. Yeah. Uh, Toya is defensively good at left back, lacks offense, in my opinion, and can be exposed, as we saw today. Um, but overall, eh, he's a C-plus for me in that, in that position. So... I think like a proper Tam slash Gam level left back radically changes the way RSL plays. Can hopefully with some more offensive threat without sacrificing defense. Okay, just the way Pecky wants to play. Yeah, no, I thought Lennon Lennon was decent defensively today, and I thought he was not very good offensively. He a lot of missed opportunities for good crosses. Right, dude kept sending him into the into the freaking corner flag. Yeah. They weren't very good. They and were high you, and they were far. And you can only see uh, the difference between his crosses and a quality cross when Savarino Savarino crossed the same ball from the same place. Right. And actually went where he's supposed to go. At the feet of a dude who buried it. Speaking of, so Silva. Oh, we're just blasting through this. We're we doing a quickie old school style. I haven't, uh, haven't been overly impressed with Silva this season so far. I thought he did okay today. And I don't say that just because of the goal. Mm. He's probably top three in consideration for me from player of the match. Okay. And again, not just because of the goal. The yeah. goal is nice icing on the cake, but I thought he had some really decent defensive plays. A couple of tri- a couple of uh, dangerous ones mm. where I can see why. You know, he's still he's still a third third option for me. Netum gets healthy. Netum is Netum's number one, obviously. I think he's ahead of Justin Glad for me. I, I think Glad is number two officially. I don't know about officially. In my book, he's ahead of Justin Glad. I love Justin Glad. I mean, in, in 
Petke's book and right. our our ideal starting eleven is Glad Netum, which I like. Mine's I like not. a lot. I, I like M Silva and I love him as a third center back and, and you know, I know there was rumors of him going elsewhere. I think given the fact that Netum's hurt for at least a few weeks, it, it's good to have that depth on the bench. Um Who said anything about Netum a few weeks? It was like two it was like it, I don't know about a few weeks, but it was like I thought it was questionable for today. That's what I thought as of a few days ago. I, I do think he's like his status is questionable, but I think yeah. so okay. he missed last week and he missed yeah. this week, so that like that's the few weeks right there. Alright, so you, you don't like Nederman number two. I, I like I mean uh, um Glad. No M Silva. Silva. I mean M Silva and Glad are almost interchangeable to me. I think Glad has a better relationship with Nedum than M Silva does. Mm. Okay. And that's really the... I like them Silva today. I like the goal. Yeah, the view. I mean, like, let's acknowledge the fact that most players in that situation sky that. Yeah, they blast that way over. Right. Yeah, it's in, like, the 19th row. So what do they do? He put the ball with power on the frame. It's actually on frame with power. Get it straight. It's what I'm saying. I can say it any way I want. No, it's it's brand jargon now. You got to stay on brand. Yeah, no, I mean, it was, frame it, with power. it was a beauty. It, 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 and the goalie got it. Did he? Yeah. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, was, oh, totally. I was already celebrating. It was, if it wasn't for the power, it, it would have been, been saved. Nice. Yeah. So it was a great goal. Hit the goalie and then did a spinny thing right. and, and went in. No, uh, I mean, it was a beautiful assist, I think, in a moment of individual brilliance on Jefferson's part. Yes. Followed by a moment of individual brilliance on uh, M. Silva's part. Yes. The problem with individual moments of brilliance... You can't schedule that. You can't plan yep. around that. You know, Correct. like if Jefferson had every game like his last game, uh, so we'll be top in the West. Yeah, here we are though. I still think Albert. I mean, uh, Jefferson was our best player tonight. Yeah, I, I think as far as generating attack, the most creative, like the dude who was still trying. The, at the only end, creative. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is going to sound weird, especially given the fact that this was a non ninety minute player and a non starter. I think Zhao Plata showed a lot of grit, a lot of energy, a lot of like creative passing, a lot of hustle. Um, it, it, if there's more where that came from, dude, dude, uh, dude made a case tonight for why maybe he should a stick around and and or be and or be a starter. Yeah. No. no, no disrespect to Bofo, but too much. Bofo didn't really do all that much, and I thought yeah. Bofo did did okay. Bofo got a little carried away, but I think that's the kind of mentality that makes Bofo Bofo, and that's why he takes those long distance shots, and that's mm-hmm. why he takes players on. It doesn't have to work every time, and it's work that. once in a while. But when it's not working, it wasn't working tonight. And when it's not working, I think we need to acknowledge that a little earlier. And that's that's why he was subbed, and I thought it was in time. I have no problem with the substitution pattern. Can we look at the the, the timeline? What timeline? Just look at the... Oh, I actually don't know the exact... Timeline's right here, buddy. No, I see timeline, there, but I don't want the... There it is. We're that, clicking timelines on the computer screen. I just want... There it is. All right. And... So Corey Baird came off from both of us to say it in the 58th yeah. minute. I would... Hindsight being twenty twenty, and knowing what I know now, and seeing what I saw, I would be okay if that was a plata for Bofo sub instead. 
Yeah. Because Plata didn't come on until the 77. Having said that, I think Corey Bear did quite all right once he came on. I thought he kept the ball the up. General, he was hustling. Yeah. He was running. They were not bad subs at all. For sure. So let's speak about subs. Uh, whom did uh, Corey Baird... I mean, um, Plata came on for Albert Rushniak. Yes, sir. Albert Rushniak, I think, had a game he wants to forget. He probably will forget because I already forgot anything he did because he didn't do anything tonight. Yeah, new hair. Who dis? He was all right last week with the new he hair. Was. He was. I just think... And we have had these discussions a hundred times. And I don't want to be overly hard on Albert Rushnia. Because he had about as good of a game as like eight other dudes on the field. Right, but the other eight dudes are making millions of dollars. Correct. And the eight other dudes are not supposed to be carrying the team. This is the kind of game where nothing is going well. Nothing is just going. Right. It was just a neutrally horrendous game. It was just... Shout out to Minnesota for having a plan and sticking to it. It was was a sleepy game. Mm -hmm. That's when you need your leader, your star, your guy to come in and make something happen. Right. This is why, and I know we had this discussion a couple of times, Albert will never be nut compared to um, Javi Morales. Right. Those are the games when Javi would step up. And make something happen. Maybe it's a breakthrough pass. Maybe I mean, we're it's also a, being maybe it's by a corner kick. Maybe. Well, of course. But that. You need. You need. I. I had no idea who's stepping up out there. The only player who seems like Jefferson was the only one that was stepping up. Yep. And seemed like he was trying and running and, and doing the whole nine yards. No one else other than that. That's not Jefferson's job. That's supposed to be Albert Rushniak's job. I mean, the, it's everyone's it's job. It's everyone's but job, but yeah, I get, I get. It's the expectation in a situation like that is to your playmaker, it's to your attacking midfielder, it's to your young DP, it's to your highest paid player, it's to the European prodigy with the Manchester City Academy connections. Yes, I, I get what you're getting at, uh, and and to be clear, I fundamentally agree with what you're saying. He, Leave it at that. He was taken out of the equation. Totally. Yeah, completely. He yeah. was. Com- it was a complete non-factor tonight. Yep. Which is unacceptable for the person, the player, the 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 role he is supposed to play at this club. It is completely unacceptable. Love the guy, but damn, dude, like. You know who we needed? Javi Morales. Sam Johnson. Sam Johnson, see this, like you said, we said this about twenty minutes in, that this this is one of those games that's gonna that's going to require a moment of individual brilliance mm-hmm. to put it away. There was one shot in the game that I can think of from our side that was on frame with power. And it's the only one that went in. Yeah. Right. And Sam yeah. Johnson is one of those guys who that's his specialty. For sure. He'll put it on frame with power. I mean, yeah, it's, it's that's why he gets paid the big bucks, obviously. Um, and it's worth it. Yeah, for oh, oh well, yeah, yeah. At this point, Sam Johnson's more than earned his salary. Um, nah, man, it was it. It just wasn't good enough. It's unfortunate that you know we only get the tie at home. I think we're lucky to get the tie. Uh, to be totally clear, I think Minnesota United did enough to get all three points. I, I think we'll wake up tomorrow and think that was a good point. Not a good game. No, no, no. But after we, that we game, are fortunate that, that was a good point. point. Yeah, oh, yes. absolutely. Um, I think we got to make up road points now. Um, yeah, we're behind the 51 mark. I think we're at it right now. Maybe. Because we were ahead by two. Okay, then we're we, right at it. We're right at it. 
I think we'll, we got LAFC coming up pretty soon at home, though. So that's going to be difficult. So let's get to the last part that I wanted to talk about, and we can open it up to anything else. Because mm-hmm. it is 20 minutes into a quickie. Support. Support. Wasn't that bad. It wasn't great, but by like Rio Tinto standards this year, it wasn't that bad. What is happening with Rio Tinto this year? I get it. It was. It's a fireworks game. I hate fireworks games because it gets all the. It brings the casuals out. I like the casuals. Don't get me wrong, but it it it, it creates it, a scenario where the casuals outnumber the diehards. I don't like them. I think this year, and I'm gonna say this without any doubt mm. that I can think. I, I, I'm doubting myself as I'm saying it, but. I can't remember the last year. I can't remember the last time we had a consistently less filled Rio Tinto Stadium over a consistent period of time. And the numbers within it are still... It's just hasn't been... It's been... You're attendance here. Well, attendance, first of all. But even, like, you know... Yeah, man. I mean, it's hard to get excited. Of, like, like no offense to the team, but like, as I consider myself as a, a a pretty big freaking diehard. Like, it's it's freaking midnight here, and I'm recording a post match quickie because I really care for some reason. I'm convinced someone's waiting for this. Um, There's probably three people. It's really, really, really hard to get excited about that game. You know. Like, like, let's let's call it what it is. It's it's difficult to be excited about the current team based off of their performance. Yeah, no, I get that. And and I, like seven years making the playoffs in a row, twenty thirteen run to the finals, lost it in PKs. Unfortunate. It's easy to get stoked about that team. Like you know, like and 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 let's be clear. Like that's the kind of level of support I think you and I are used to. We we've kind of hit you know we've hit the rough patch. Like it isn't a guarantee. Like. Do you remember knowing, not think, knowing that you'd make the playoffs? Oh, it wasn't a question about knowing whether we make the playoffs. It was like, do we win? Like support? Are we getting? Are is this yes. the year we win supporter shield? Yeah, that you was know. a question. Right. Like obviously those days. Like like right. The 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 kind of support that's needed has changed. Like back in those days, we needed to have every seat packed. We needed to be chanting for ninety minutes. Right. We had to be in people's faces. We had to be LAFC. Not really, but obvious. You get what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe this team doesn't need that. This team maybe just needs some dudes showing up consistently, having a beer, having a good time, yeah. talking about it. Yeah. No, I just uh, I'm not even criticizing. I'm just saying the support hasn't been very good this year. I will say the support it's been lacking. The support is on par with the team performance. Inconsistent. Right. Mostly disappointing. You can with, talk about it at a urinal. With uh, moments of brilliance, but this is also why I've always been a proponent of. It's not our job to sell the stadium. That's why I've always been a proponent of not going after like the FC Dallas's because they can't fill a stadium. Mm-hmm. A lot of lot of factors go into that. The people who show up to the stadium, despite it being half empty, those are, those people. That's not their job to sell the rest of them. I'm not sure if our sales approaching it wrong. I have no idea. We haven't been able to get a hold of them this year. <laughs> I mean. Is it, is it a more corporate approach that people don't like? I don't know. All I do know is that we still have three chants going at the same time in the stadium. Yeah. Like you'll have one chant on the south end, 
another chant on the on the east side 35 mostly and then a random chant shows you know starts in like section 26 right it was like i remember the start of the year you know the unified riot and then they wrote a couple of like you know salt lake tribune articles about it and then like a month later just like disappeared two weeks later I, I, I do think that South End is still more unified than they were before. Yeah. But then everyone else is still doing their yeah. thing. We still have, you know, 20,000 seats, 20,000 supporters groups. There is... Um, all right. So we'll do a full length. A full, a full caveat, a full Tuesday. Yeah, podcast uh, on Tuesday. And then we'll get into some details because there are some things to talk about. Um, Albert's inconsistencies. Mm. Uh, I think we'd fundamentally disagree who's the number two center back. Um, I don't know if that requires a full conversation, but... It, it should. I think it should. Like, I don't think there's enough clash there. Like, like there's... Uh, I'm I'm indifferent between Glad and M. Silva. Yeah. I slightly care. I, if I had to pick, I'd pick Glad. There's, um, there's also the question about... Is Kyle... Should Kyle keep starting? Yeah. There's a question about is Krylax should Krylax keep playing number nine? <coughs> Excuse me, our it, it just hasn't. It Only. has not worked out this year. <coughs> when was the last time? Excuse me, Damir Krylax played well at number nine this year. I mean, he's serviceable. The second Sam Johnson is resembling healthy. Is that he? Means, I mean, I I would still pick him over Corey Baird easily, easily him over. But Corey what Baird. has he done so uh, this year? Last year he had a couple of absolute bangers. Well, he had a great goal last game. Not what, well, but yeah, but that's yeah, not the number nine. Yeah, it was the fourth goal. Yeah, sure, yeah, I know, yeah, I get yeah. that. I would still pick a Demir over Corey Baird, and those yeah. are my two options right now. And then also we got um, we playing a game against the Mex- little Mexican uh, team. Um, a little tiger action. The tigers <laughs> facing Tigres on Wednesday. 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 And apparently Mike Petke mm-hmm. says he's supposed to take it serious. Yeah, it definitely sounds like one of those things where it's like, my mom said I have to come <laughs> to dinner. That's quite literally what it sounded like. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, we'll see what that's all about. But Yeah, that, my, mom, my mom said I have to come apologize. Right, that that didn't bode well. Like, he, yeah. he really did make it sound like... It's been made clear told, to me right. that this organization is going to take that game seriously. So, like, that's all. A, first of all, I hate the fact that we're taking this thing seriously. I honestly roll out the... Monarchs, yeah, roll them out now. Um, I would love to win, but not at the expense of risking the game next week. Right. So that being said, I think this thing is going to end up being a big deal. Uh, th- this cup. So they've mm-hmm. expanded it already for next year. I think it's eight teams right now. Yes, it's going to be sixteen next year, and it's essentially going to be the top teams that don't qualify for Concacaf. So it's gonna be like the Europa League, the the Concacaf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, maybe this is the best chance RSL will have at winning this thing. <laughs> just, just gonna throw that out there. Here's the thing: you win it this year, it's still the same cup. Ten years down the line, this becomes a giant deal. You're the first ever yeah, champion. Yeah, You're the first ever MLS team to win this thing. Because the second this matters. So okay, so it's Tigres this year, and like I, I forget what the qual like what the metrics are for the Mexican side, but like it's they not good teams. Then. It's it's like 
it's also going to be like their like cup win because they have like I think like two domestic cups along with the regular yeah. league. Yeah. I think it's like both cup winners. So you know there's going to be like Monterey's and like a Tigres or an America. There's going to be like they there's going to be them. there's going to be some kind of powerhouse. Yes. Uh, and if this starts to like resemble anything remotely to like a serious competition, let's just go and grab that silverware. While we can. Look, uh, the only thing I'd like to get out of this competition, mm-hmm. selfishly, is uh, I think the final is in Vegas. It is? In like October? Something like that. I mean, that just begs for a trip. Yeah, I mean, like I'll casually go down to whatever that arena is called just outside of Vegas. It doesn't even matter. Uh, that's about it. I mean, look, b- beating any Mexican team at any point, it would be incredible. I... If it... If, if it was a question of beating Tigres on Wednesday or beating where are we playing next Saturday, Dallas or something? NYCFC, I think. Yeah. Um, I would take three points over the Tigres match any day. Because mm. I think that's how crazy the West is going to be this year. Oh, yeah. And I don't see us winning this cup thing. Because yeah, you, you, you beat Tigres and you watch your, who's your next opponent? America? <laughs> I mean, that's literally like I think what the lineup would look like. And or Monterey or something. Yeah, there, there's some powerhouses. And the deeper you get in, the more serious they get about starting the top players. Yada, yada, yada. Sure. At the end of the day, but I also think that I think three points will make or break any team in the West this year. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I The difference between seventh and eighth place is going to be less than three points. Yeah, Fact. I agree. Fact. I agree. Yep. I would even argue difference between like fifth and eighth is going to be like three points, uh-huh. the way this is going so far, so... Anyways, uh, we'll have a long version of this podcast on oh, Tuesday. Let's, let's stop it at the 30-minute mark. All right, RSL Nation, you heard it here first. Have a good one. Adios.